Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Blast off! What's up, everybody? This is Outer Rim Beacon. Oh! You noticed that Justin's not here. Surprise, surprise. It's the two live crew. This is Josh. Yeah, and this is Kyle. And who needs needs Justin anyway? All he does is uh, make sure we actually talk about the right stuff and play all the music and do the intro and the news and all that stuff so justin is the the glue well he's the glue for the show i think so i think i'm the glue for the friendship is that right you're the glue for the friendship that justin and i had for 10 years before we met you yeah 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 yeah. no i don't know that could be i said that because i knew it was outrageous to say um Inconceivable. You get yeah. that joke now because you finally watched that movie. Ha <laughs> Inconceivable. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I can't quote it, though. I only saw it once. It's okay. You and I was get a couple more under your belt. When I watched it. So it was very good. Oh, yeah. So I feel like we should talk about this when Justin is here. But I also, just briefly, because I feel like we addressed it on air. One of my, I've never seen movies that everyone is very like, surprised by what 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 yeah and and kyle and justin are the leaders of that i feel like the shaming me i finally saw the princess bride uh last weekend and uh i i did really like it um it had a like a monty python slash west or uh mel brooks type vibe which i love so i feel like i would have liked it more if i would have seen it when i was younger but Sure. Still, it was great, and I the my only other comment is that um, two well two comments. I I'm fan casting uh, the guy if they ever did a remake, which they won't, but if they ever mm. did one, um, fan casting the the guy that's what's the, what's the guy uh, you killed my father, Enigo Montoya. Yeah. So we we uh, talked about fan casting uh, Pedro Pascal for that. And then the other thing was, I was just going to say that I was very surprised by how many lines uh, Andre the Giant had. So that that was cool, too. Yeah, as a wrestling full-on fan. main character. Yeah. yeah. I was assuming he was like a side brute character, like a like an odd job or something like that, you know? Huh. The yeah. Bond henchman, jaw, Jaws, you know? So, yeah. Uh, so... We're going to talk about Ahsoka. Before we do that, though, I, are. I'm going to throw yeah. out all the socials. Outer Rim Beacon on Instagram, Twitter, uh, now known as X, I guess. That's lame. Um, and uh, Facebook, and then Outer Rim Beacon at gmail.com is where you can email us. I'm not sure if any of us checks that regularly. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Roll I the, do. Roll the dice. If you send an email, someone will see it. Yeah, and if you send an email, we might we might respond to it in ten episodes. Yeah, uh, so. yeah or yeah, or in, unless it's stupid, then we'll just talk about it and delete it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, we do you have yet. any news or no, and or notes for um, this week? This is usually uh, one of the very few, if anything, things that Justin does. <laughs> 
Um, no, I don't. Um, except I did. Go ahead. I did happen to see on Disney Plus that they have. It looks like it's only like eight minutes long, but there's little a little behind the scenes Ahsoka documentary available now. I don't um, like that only eight minutes long thing. I know. We went from it one is, episode only, per episode to eight minutes for yeah. a whole series. One I'm minute. At the, yeah, go ahead. I'm hoping at the end of the season there's something a little more robust, but it is out there right now. I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I just saw it as this tonight's episode was popping up. So. Gotcha. Um, my only news is it's a product recommendation. Um, okay. So heroes and villains is a community clothing company uh i've never bought anything from them because i kind of feel like their stuff's expensive it's a little pricey Um, for what it is but i was having a bit of impulse control problems the other day and i bought some stuff during their labor labor day sale and i have to say i got this droids hat i'm wearing but um i got these uh like crew neck sweaters that have like a star Wars loc- locale picture on them. And then they say like pl- uh, Imperial shield generator Endor, blah, 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 blah you know? Um, okay. And they're like real nice, like real high quality. Hmm. Even the, um, like the, the type, the um, like text on them is like raised uh-huh. off the shirt. They're real good. So, so what kind of um, what kind of deal were they running for Labor Day? Um, I don't remember, but those. So I remember. It's funny. I don't remember what the percentage off was, and I think it might have been like one of those. uh, My favorite words in retail: up to. um, Mm. I think it was like an up to fifty percent off. Um, But they were seventy dollars sweaters. Yeah, they were seventy dollars sweaters that were going for fifty six dollars, which is still pricey. But I'm yeah. not upset with them at that price for how nice they are. Okay, like I, I mean, feel like good, you could almost least... wear them to a dressy event. Not not quite, <laughs> but that's like they're pretty good. Well, if you're if you're gonna spend a decent amount of money, at least you know you want it to be high quality. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're and they're good. So they have my nice. stamp of approval. Uh, I do. I will say off the top of my head, I also saw that Hera and Chopper have been appearing at Galaxy's Edge West. Yeah, that's as cool. new characters. Um, that so cool. that's out there too to throw into the news and notes segment of this uh, tightly choreographed show we have here. I have a question to ask you about that off air. Okay. We'll see if either <laughs> one of us remember. Uh, I think I already know the answer, and it's mm, almost, but no, not really. <laughs> okay. Let's just leave it at that. So, okay. Um, for now, at least. Um, okay. So this is episode number five, Empire Strikes Back. No. Uh, Shadow Warrior, written the and Shadow directed Warrior. by Dave Filoni. Um and uh the one and only the one and only. So, you know, um I'm just going to let's just introduce the people that we haven't seen yet. So, we have Ariana Greenblatt as a young Ahsoka Tano. Um Did she play did she play young young and medium young Ahsoka? There's only one credit and I would be okay. 
shocked if I'm they were different sure actresses. It, the it seemed person. the same, like the same person. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll say Hayden because I know he was in the last one, but still, he's uh, just barely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Tamora Morrison playing Captain uh, Clone Commander Rex. And, Clearly, uh, his voice. Do you think he was he was the body in any of those scenes? We saw Rex a couple times. Do you think he was actually in the suit for any of those? They really teased us not showing the the face. Even the clone that she was like holding hands with had his face wrapped up. I was like, "Geez, you're really." That tells me no, that it wasn't. Because if yeah, it was, so. if he was in any of the suits, you'd have it. Why not? A peek. Why cover his face when he's laying there? Yeah. So. Um, and then we got still very cool to see live action Captain Rex. Live action Clone Wars. Li- oh, so much stuff this week. We'll so, get there. yeah, yeah. Um, man, here now. Now we're getting to the names that I don't know how to pronounce. We got Isa Davis as Captain Gerard. We got Chow Naumuva <laughs> as Lieutenant Jensu. Brennan Wayne as Le- Lieutenant J- Lander. Gina Vittoria as the weapons officer, and Anthony. Notali, Notariley, I don't know, as the comm officer. I'm so sorry. If Anthony, if you actually listen to this, uh, we'll send you a t-shirt. Feel free to tell us how to say your name correctly and we'll fix it. Yep. <laughs> cool. Where do we get, yeah, where do we start? You're, you're the, you're the, um, you're the, o- huh. you're the OG, the original Clone Wars and Ahsoka guy. So where do you want to start with this? Oh, I I, well, I I know a good place to start. Hold on. Okay, uh, go ahead. We predicted last week that we were either going to get the World Between Worlds story or the Extra Galactic story, but not mm-hmm. both, and they were going to leave us hanging, and we were right. We're and I right have to about say, that. <laughs> I have to say, as excited as I am to see Thrawn, I was much more interested in what's going on in the, the world between worlds and her and Anakin. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. I'm glad that this is how they decided to move forward. Yeah. Okay. And, now, and that, that was like the main part of uh, this episode. You know, it took place in two settings because we had Hera, Jason, Carson, and then uh, Hu, Hu Yang, I guess. Like, we're just searching for Sabine and Ahsoka, because at this point they have no idea. They both are just disappeared. They can't, no body, no signal, no message, nothing. They can't find either one of them. Uh, and then the other one is Ahsoka in the world between worlds. Uh, still did not explain how she got there or really how she got out. Um, but the force just sort of works that way sometimes. I'm I'm okay later, but probably not. Yeah, if that's not Um, a thing we learn about, I'm not gonna. That's not gonna be a hill I die on. I don't care. I I mean, that's sort of how all of Mortis happened. They were in their ship, and then they weren't, and then they were again. It just you know the force just does stuff sometimes. Um. But she is in there, and she was having these kind of flashbacks and talking to Anakin and kind of seeing things through different eyes. And then, do you uh, feel like you his know, face looked better t- this episode? I did. Yeah. Did you? It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how for some reason it was just like that first shot of him 
looked weird. Yeah. And then everything else since then has been fine. Looked much, much better. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it was like kind of that hazy, flashbacky, smoky situation kind of hit it, or they just spent more time on it, or what? I, feel like I, I it don't was, know. But even in the world between worlds, it was better though. I especially when he was and the like most rare form of Darth Vader before he is in the suit, which only exists for like half a day. We got more Anakin as Vader before he's in the suit there at the end, which was really awesome for me. I said that (laughs) I said that I thought, or I said that we we should be fast and loose with this, but I just thought of something, uh, and it could be a, a, a conversation for another day. But do you think do you think this is peak Anakin, or do you think later Anakin is peak Anakin uh, in the dark side? I mean, like in his with his power, and so I think the his suit stopped him from doing certain things like it limited, Mm -hmm. limited his ability, but he also, I feel like had so much more to feed on when he was wrote, when he was in, you know, mostly machine. I feel like, Mm -hmm. I feel like Anakin, if, if none of that had happened and Anakin continued in the dark side, like, but he didn't get burnt up, that would be peak Anakin, but that never existed. But that, robot Anakin is Darth Vader is still more powerful than baby Vader, even though baby Vader has like way more potential. Uh, I agree with that. I would say peak Anakin is probably somewhere like in the beginning of the clone wars, but I get what you're saying. Like peak Vader. Yeah. I should, I shouldn't say peak Anakin. I should say peak Vader. Yeah. Peak Vader would be somewhere later, and because of all the stuff you said, like that hate and that anger, but also, like, at this point, when he goes to kill the younglings and he's fighting Obi-Wan, he had, like, only just made the decision. He was like, yes, I agree. I'll follow you. I'll do whatever just to save Padme. And then he gets kind of trained up on the dark side. You know, he becomes the apprentice to Palpatine and actually learns how to harness his hate and his anger and, and use the dark side. And I think it stands to reason he definitely would have gotten way more powerful. Yeah. You know, up through a new hope times. Cool. Yeah, good question. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I asked it and answered it like all in the summer. Yeah, you know, that's no, okay. Yeah, I agree with you. But I, I, uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I think it was great to see her. Um, I'll go bigger picture than that. I think when she came out from the world between worlds, it she was closer to the Ahsoka that. Uh, we would expect she i think she was behaving differently her expression was different she had on a different outfit she was wearing the white like i think that was um like a a a real turning point for her she learned this lesson that she i think we'd been leaning up leading up to these first few episodes which is that 
you learned a lot from Anakin and that's a valuable relationship and like that was a major loss and that was a big part of her life but also she has to separate herself from it too she's not going to follow directly in his footsteps and like she learned today a lot of her training was uh to be a warrior and to to fight but that's not really who she is that's not like what she's called to do by the force and um she's kind of been falling back on that more uh you know settle things with the lightsaber type of thing and that's what that's what he said to her last week with you know that it didn't have to be this way but you know this is all you know yeah I I agree with all of that, and then I also think that it was a little bit of closure for her, too. Sure. Yeah, and, and she realized that if if I keep following every single thing Anakin said, if I only do the, the, the things that Anakin would have done, then look where that led him. You know, yeah. there's, an, there's another way. I've got to take, you know the good lessons from him and and leave behind the bad. And I've got to remember what, you know, the original purpose was there. Cause he said it too. Um, Obi-Wan taught me that we were keepers of the peace, but I've got to train you to be a warrior. Um, and I think we, you know, we saw that, that she, she already has changed, you know, she was wearing the white robes and then her first solution to this problem, which now I, I, there's a whole different mindset. We're going to find Sabine. We're going to find Ezra, not, we're going to stop Thrawn. And, you know, she solved this solution by, uh, you know, communing with, with nature, which is like the most Jedi thing you can do in star Wars. Yeah. Did she did she have uh those like communing with uh animals powers previously? I can't remember. I think now she just has all the powers. Because that's, that's fine. We've never really seen her do that or the like, to, to, to lem- psych- psychometry, telemetry, psychometry, ty- whatever, whatever stuff yeah. she was doing today. Um and you know, whatever. That's how the force is. That if you're connected to it, you can do, you know. I you know it's been a long time since we've seen her. I believe that she, I like I I trust that she could have new skills. Look, if Quinlan Voss can do it, of course Ahsoka can do it. No hate, but I mean Quinlan Voss is pretty sweet. Give me sure by Jedi standards, but Ahsoka's like top tier. But yeah, that I mean that's like the majority of what we what we had is she was going through these flashbacks which we saw her in the very very beginning of the Clone Wars. She had on that not the original outfit because we weren't going to go there cuz I was like a tube top, but she had on like her old Clone Wars outfit yeah. and she was younger. Um and we had the 501st there and and she's she's following Anakin into battle and it was very awesome to see him in live action in the armor. This um, is the Clone Wars. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very 
<laughs> yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Like in case, in case it wasn't obvious to anyone. Well, I think they but, did it in a like a funny way. Like she said yeah. that, and then he the way he responded. Um, I have to tell you, uh, we were watching that, and I'm like freaking out. Like I noticed before, mm-hmm. like I noticed from her silhouette that it was young Ahsoka before she even like got mm-hmm. up off the ground, and I was like excited, and, and then like. You know, we went through that whole sequence, and then I could tell they were somewhere else. And I saw her cut down a Maul DeLorean, and Tab started to ask me a question, and I shushed her. Yeah, that, which uh, you may have to answer for that later on your own. But No, she understood. Uh, the, the Siege of Mandalore in live action, I mean, very sick. I never even... I. For a split second, I really wanted live action Maul to run across this. this well, that's screen, what I thought. I, I was it. like, I get it, I get it. Uh, that like, it's not why that we were there, but man, it would have been cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, well, that and we like we could have got you know we got Rex, but we could have got a better could have got but, a face, yeah, yeah. Um, but they made sure to have like one clone trooper with like the Ahsoka helmet, you know. Uh, run past mm-hmm. at one point and um we had heard online that there was like a we were gonna see uh there was a rumor that we were gonna see like a what if scenario of her fighting him on mustafar instead of obi-wan or whatever and i i feel like this is probably the episode that like triggered that kind of leak mm-hmm. um but i don't think i don't think we're getting like another duel with anakin i think this was this was it I think that was, yeah, I think that's probably the end of, because I feel like she has closure with that relationship now, Yeah. which now, uh, when I originally saw it last week, I was thinking that was like Anakin projecting himself, reaching out to her the way that Ezra did, you know, Ezra, you know, obviously... Anakin is one with the force now at this point, which is different. But now I don't think that's the case anymore. I think this was more like something like a vision she had that was inside her head yeah. uh, more than he was a, a manifestation of like Anakin himself. Does that make sense? Like, the, yeah, I, I know yeah, that's yeah. Like well, a, especially kind of because she was difference. Yeah. Well, no, there is a difference, though. If she's just having a vision, like, that's mm-hmm. different than actually, like, having an experience with Anakin's Force Ghost. Like, that's... Right. Which I think that's what this was. This was a vision, and this was her, like, just kind of coming to terms with things that she already knew. Uh, but, like, maybe it was coming to her consciousness. Uh, things that she kind of had buried down more than he was actually reaching out to her and teaching her a lesson I like, himself. Yeah. Most of the time, I don't like not knowing. I kind of like not knowing the finer detail of this, like if it's his Force Ghost or if it's in her head. Like that's, I think we got to see what we got to see, and it was awesome. And I think I like either one of those options, so it doesn't bother me which one it is. Well, the only reason. It matters to me a little bit is like after all that after Luke threw down the lightsaber and was willing to sacrifice himself for his father and all that like is 
is Vader or is Anakin still out there, you know, popping his red lightsaber and turning, having yellow eyes and being Darth Vader half the time, you know, as it suits him. I'd like to think not, but. Well, I never felt like that was real, though. I felt like that was just like still part of what he was trying to teach her. Just part of the test. Yeah. Could be. It was interesting, though. They did a cool thing where they left his eyes red after like she won that duel they left mm-hmm. his eyes red longer than i would have expected and then finally after like it they let it breathe for several beats he looks down and then when he looks back up again his eyes are normal i was like it threw me for a loop because i was like what are they doing his eyes are still he's still looking you know dark sidey mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited to watch this episode uh, a few more times um yeah. obviously like we finished watching and immediately signed on and started recording. So, uh, this is just off one initial viewing and I'm sure we missed plenty. Yeah. Um, uh, couple, it looks like they are using the pergil to get to, uh, this other galaxy, which was also something we put on the table as an option. I didn't know that riding inside the mouth was going to be something I guessed, but I don't know how else they were going to do it without the pergil like crushing the the ship. Yeah, I I, honestly, I always thought it was going to be a Pinocchio situation. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, that's I don't know. Just made sense because then once they get there, you know, they're able to maneuver around because they have their ship. Um. Yeah, I thought it was cool that they kind of put them in scale. They showed the really huge one compared to the smaller yeah. ones. We talked about that previously too. How in the in Rebels it Pergil seemed like Ultra. Yeah, exactly. The well, super it was, Pergil. It was really cool because they showed the close up shot and it looked huge, but it didn't still didn't look that big. And then a little bit later, they showed like a wider shot. I always well, when you could see Ahsoka in the ship and the whale's eye, and it was like. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like even bigger than I even bigger than that previous shot made me think it was. So yeah, because you couldn't. It, it was just like a gray wall. There was no real perspective to it. But yeah, there was there was some really cool shots in this episode. Ahsoka in the white robe standing out on the on top of the ship in front of the pergil. That's a a very sick silhouette there. Anakin from behind dragging his blue lightsaber down at his side running off into battle in live action was awesome uh those live action maldalorians there were there was just so much some really really cool visuals in this in this episode and then jason uh flexing his force muscles a little bit hearing some lightsabers and Kane and Jarrus got a name drop in a live action series. I really liked that. Um, his father was a Jedi Knight. He has special abilities, you know, getting ever the voice of the, the audience surrogate there explaining things to Carson Teva. And I, I thought they had a fun little exchange too. Like, oh, well, will you train me? No. Do you know how to build a lightsaber? Yes. Can I build a lightsaber? No. Yeah, no, that was funny. Uh, two thoughts on Hu Yang and uh, and Jason. Um, so I don't know like where the Star Wars universe sits on um, like 
droid sentience. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like we see droids interacting with organic beings and they play off each other and, you know, they have emotions and stuff. And, um, some of that stuff. They can bone. Just ask, uh, Lando and, Oh, (laughs) we don't know that they were boning, but, uh, Mm, anyway, you may want to rewatch that movie. I'm, I think it was pretty explicit. Go ahead. Um, and then even like the droid bar, that kind of, Leans, weird place. leans yeah. towards it too, but it's still like droids being able to interact with other droids programming. But for Hu Yang to be off by himself, obviously like contemplating and grieving, like the ultimate the ultimate um like evidence for droid sentience in Star Wars. Yeah, and I feel like that's not the first time we've seen evidence of a droid being like sad. No, not at all. You know? But I, what uh, I'm saying is just like the fact that there's no one else to, to perform that emotion for the fact right. that he was doing it alone, I think was the thing that was like kind of crazy. So, well, you know, if there's any like AI that's going to develop sentience, it's going to be the one that's, whatever, 900 years old or however old Hu Yang said he was, right? Yeah. He's been around just, like, turning things over for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Um, And then, Jason, uh, I just hate how human he looks. Although I did notice they made sure him and and, uh, Hera have, like, the same nose when they Mm. they did, like, a pan. Um, Also, could they have hired a kid that didn't look so much like Adam Driver? (laughs) <laughs> like they they did one of those shots where they panned to him like sitting there with chopper and i was like man he looks just like kylo ren or, uh, i never ben noticed Solo. that but i but i do see it now that you mentioned it it's the hair i think it's that like it, the hair, hair is part of it, it yeah. it's part of it it's facial face shape too um i a, a prominent proboscis is that what you're saying i don't know what that he's even got a, is. he's got a nose oh no that's actually not what i was saying <laughs> um uh, and <laughs> I was so invested in the other story that I was like, every time they'd go back to them, I'd be like, ah, I don't care about these nerds. Go back to Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> Stop flying low <laughs> along the water and that. just go back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but that was like, uh, essentially it, the, we've got the, um, the fleet, Coming back to yell at Hera because she's gone rogue, doing whatever she oh, wants. Hey, we got a we got a General Organa uh, name drop too. We did, we did, and um, Mon Mothma popped up in a little yeah. hollow there to chew Hera's ass a little bit. Uh, but apparently, she's going to be in big trouble, and she is potentially getting like uh, fired from the military i guess discharged i guess is what they would call it you don't get fired from the military right you get discharged oh no oh no yeah uh so she's about to be in big trouble and ahsoka is not going to be there to testify on her behalf because she went to a galaxy far 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 away that's one more far because it's it seemed like it might have been two more fars away honestly far 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 away it's possible it's out there (laughs) i know that i do know that 
You have to either take a super hyperspace ring or First a whale. Kind. Those are the only two ways to get there. Are by specially made hyperspace ring or space whale. Yeah. That's going to be their next HasLab. The, <laughs> the space ring. whale? <laughs> a big circle with four uh, hyperdrives. Uh, yeah. p- p- push goals is the is the uh the chimera the chimera to actually yeah. go in it yeah, yeah. uh Stretch so push goal what do you what do you think um is happening next week we've got to get to the exact opposite we're doing the same one-sided story from i think so other crew are we going to run into Ezra and Thrawn yet? Or are we just going to get there and be like figuring out the lay of the land? I think we're going to be figuring out normal, figuring out the lay of the land. I think, you know, uh, Ahsoka being in a whale's tummy right now is, is a perfect reason for her to be like, not on the show for one episode. And, you know, they do like to make episodes of star Wars TV where the titular character is not in the episode. So they do do that. But how's Din Jaren going to get there? Oh, yeah. He needs to get there too. Because if you don't, he's also looking for Ezra in the episode. He's looking for Ezra. Yeah. Uh, He could be there. He's just out gallivanting around the galaxy doing whatever pops up in his way. Yeah. yeah, I. What if the Pergil is faster than the hyper? I mean, it's been th- through millions of years of natural evolution. It was designed for this trip. What if? What if she? Well, they beats got a pretty good head start, though. That's true. Um, I. Uh, but I. Th- so I think. I think we find we they were doing lay of the land, just the hyperspace ring, and at the end of the episode we're gonna find one or the other not both i agree that we're gonna find and i think i think thrawn is first before the other you think we'll find thrawn first thrawn's less of a surprise we haven't seen we've seen thrawn in the trailers Mm -hmm. um well we've only got three episodes left so i would like to think that this stuff starts unraveling relatively quickly. Um, but I I uh, really want to hear more from Balin Skull and what he's got going on. Because he... I well, feel yeah, like he... Even, yeah. um, has this whole internal reasoning behind why he's doing what he's doing. And I, I want to understand it. I think he's like... Obviously, I love Ahsoka and Sabine, but I think he's like so interesting, and I j- I'm dying to know more about what he's got going on. Yeah, he's definitely the most interesting of the new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish there were more aliens, though. I really do. Yeah, with with the exception of Ahsoka and Hera, this has been a pretty humany show, hasn't it? Yep. If if I had my way, Balin's apprentice would be alien of some sort, and then Morgan Elsbeth would be revealed to actually be Zabrak, or you know, instead of 
being a human. Like she's like yeah, got some human makeup on there. or something. Yeah, that's like that. Her being a human doesn't really make sense. So that still could be. Um, I do you think we're ever going to find out more about uh, was it Merrick and why he turned into space dust ghost when he died or that just happened and that was the end of it and we're, we're we've moved on uh in a comic or a book we will gross so did you read uh no. did you read the darth vader comics um the first there's one? only been 724 of them the charles soul one uh, i think they were yeah even even narrowing it down to the first run could be so many. There's okay, been a ton, so but I've, I've read you, a, uh, quite a few. Okay, yeah. so does this does this sound familiar to you? Um, there's a couple of issues of the Darth Vader comic that are very Inquisitor heavy, and then they end with like Vader chasing down two Inquisitors who are trying to like get away from him. And they're like, they're going through like Coruscant traffic where they're like jumping from speeder to speeder and stuff. Does that ring a bell? I don't know about that escape stuff. I I know I, I definitely remember when he was training up Inquisitors and like chopping their arms off and yeah. giving them so, cybernetics and stuff like that. So perfect example of what we're going to get. In those two, two issues of uh, that, that comic. Um, oh, do you remember him going to kill a Zabrak Jedi who was like in the middle of, uh, um, like delivering his baby, and then yes. they they stole the baby. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Inquisitor like having like letting the mom go, but then taking the baby? Yes. Okay, so that Inquisitor that's in those two comics that rise of the red blade book is about that character Jeez, she's the main character and you don't figure it out until you get like way towards the end but that it's the same and that's not necessarily like a spoiler or anything um but um yeah that's so they took this this random inquisitor that i don't think at that time even had a name um and wrote a whole backstory I actually love it because it feels like the way Star Wars used to be. You know, every well, yeah, like, we'll find out he used to be. Story. He used to be somebody that was just around in all this other stuff. I, th- I think I think the Green Mist was uh, Night Sister Magic, like reanimating someone. I think I. It could be. You it's know, there the only were people, other time we've ever seen something like that. There were people online that were saying maybe it was Barris, and I was like, "Oh man, I was just I just wanted it to be Barris, just for your reaction alone." <laughs> but there were too many like official Star Wars Traitor. things that were like a- ascribing male pronouns to Merrick, so I was like, yeah. "Okay, well, it's obviously not Barris Offy then." Yeah, they were referring to him as a him and stuff. Yeah, um, I think. We just about covered most of this week's episode, though. Do you have anything else you want to mention before we wrap this up? I'm sure Justin will have a couple things to throw in there. Yeah. Um, no, I think the Jason Sandula uh, stuff was my was the end of it for the most part. So 
No, I I loved it. I'm re- excited to watch it again. So yeah, me too. I want to get another watch in and see what. Uh... Oh, I know the one other thing I wanted to say. I'm sorry. Um, there was. I, it's very subtle, but I I just appreciated it. Um, like all of the stuff, like after, um, after Ahsoka was rescued and she like. One, so Ahsoka without her um like little headdress thing on and seeing her forehead, it's like when you have a friend who like you never see them with their glasses off and then you see yeah, them with their it was glasses a little off weird, huh? and you're like, ew, put them back on. You know, yeah. like um but so that but also I feel like that whole sequence where like they she Rosario was doing all these like little there were all these like little subtle things to show that she was like out of it. And I just, I've, I thought mm-hmm. like, wow, these like, and it was like some, some of it was uh, like the way she, her facial expressions and the way she was like carrying herself. But then also like for her to like not have her thing on and then like to, to not like, it was really, it was weird seeing her like arm without like some sort of like battle attachment or like yeah. wrist guard thing. Like, and her, her robe was like disheveled. So it was like, only covering one side of her body. Like, I just felt like they did a good job, like making her like, look like she just drowned, you know? Agreed. Yeah. She, the, there was like a lot of different aesthetics for her, this whole episode and she looked good in all of them. Yeah. I want to say at the very end, I'm going to have to see a side by side and it could have just been the lighting, but I swear her Leku even looked different. Than they had previously. How'd but. you feel about Young Ahsoka's Leku? It was okay. Did they look like, like they might be CGI'd a little bit? Looks like cosplay to me. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. Again, I only got one watch, and I felt like that those scenes were like smoky hazy. Um, but I don't know. I, I felt like it looked latex, like the like the ones Rosario's wearing. But we'll revisit this after I rewatch. I'll. Okay. I'll Come back with my final verdict. Okay. Cool. All right. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go All right, that was episode five of Ahsoka Shadow Warrior. Who's the Shadow Warrior? Um, you know the. Is it Anakin? Anakin's the Shadow Warrior. Sure, I guess. Obviously. Yeah. So, um, hope you had a good time chopping it up with us. You can follow. You can can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Outer Rim Beacon. And you can email us at OuterRimBeacon at gmail.com. That's G as in all of our favorite character in Star Wars ever, Geode. Geode. Yeah, that's my man. Vintians for life. Um, So, uh, and... uh, I don't know what else Justin says here. Other stuff. Do and something then, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love troopers. Yeah. <laughs> mm, boot flavor. Mm. 
ships and collectibles. Yeah, I don't know. Tell them where to find you on social media. Uh, I am Battle of Tanab. Maybe you heard about my little maneuver at the Battle of Tanab. Yeah, that's very good. Um, On Instagram and X. And X. I'm never calling it that. (laughs) Don't try to get me to start. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on most social media. And Justin, teasing is our love language. He really does. Yeah. All, he does all the work. We're just kind of like on-air talent. I'm, if anybody were ever to call me talent, I would just be happy with that. That's fine. <laughs> Enjoy your Timmy's, Justin. Timmer. Okay. Bye. Oh wait, are you supposed to say, uh, "May May the Force no. be with you"? That's fine. Oh, always. Always. <laughs> Let's leave that in.